Welcome back to the second Orange, Blue, and Red All Over podcast. My name is Benny, and I'm here with my co-host, Jayhan, and our producer, Malps. Today, we will be discussing the past week the Mets had, the last seven games having a 4-3 and three record. They have a series against the Pirates, or the second-worst team in the National League, coming up. Tonight's game was postponed, so we'll probably have a doubleheader Saturday or Sunday. We'll also be talking about the national setbacks, the goats and woats of the Mets week, All-Star week, and our locks ahead. Passing over to Jayhan for some quick injury updates with the Mets. Thank you, Benny. And uh, they just announced doubleheader Saturday, 4-10, the 10th of the season. This is getting a little ridiculous. Um, so, you know, they'll probably split that one. Uh, for the injuries, J.D. Davis, um, Rojas said the other day that uh, they want him to get more at-bats in uh, AAA. So ease him back with that, and then we'll see him back after the All-Star break. Um, and then Carlos Carrasco through live BP at City Field. Uh, on Tuesday, I believe. So that's obviously a very good sign. But just picked him up on my fantasy team. Get ready, fantasy owners. He's coming back. That will probably be a solid pickup. As long- Check out Tyler McGill. Also yeah. will be a solid pickup. I'm, also I'm telling you, I don't think the Mets should trade for a uh, starting pitcher. Or uh, I thought John Heyman would say that they're in on Adam Frazier with the Pirates. But Give I've, me Adam Frazier. I, I love Adam Frazier, but – I think they just need I'd, – I'd go bullpen. I don't, I don't think there's a pressing need for – I know their offense has been terrible. I don't know if there's a pressing need for hitting unless they make, like, a huge splash. But I'm all in – first of all, Miguel Castro sucks now, which is unfortunate. Um, but I could, they could use some bullpen help. Yeah, they could use some bullpen help. Listen, this is definitely an extremely hot take, but catching prospects very, very rarely live up to their offensive potential – and, like, if you're getting me Chris Bryan for the rest of the season, I'm more than willing to give you Alvarez. And, you know, my, most people won't agree with me, but that's how I feel. And I've said it – I think I said it last podcast. We need an upgrade at third base. I say it all the time. Our outfield's fine. Our pitching's fine. Third base. Get me a big hitter. See, um, as much as Chris Bryant would be awesome, I have not enjoyed the years of watching Wilson Ramos uh, – Travis Darno, Kevin Plawecki. So I would love to have a good catcher. So trade anyone else, but I want Alvarez. I need I, I, yeah, I no, listen, I got you. But if, you know, these, these guys don't really live up to their potential, but listen, you never know. Um, I guess that leads us into our first real segment, you know, um, of the Mets, Mets recap of the week. So as I said earlier, we had a four and three record. We were able to take two games against the Yankees. We were able to take two games against the Brewers. And we, the last podcast was after our 18-run loss to the Braves, and we lost the next game to the Braves. So we'll skip over that and talk about the Yankees series. Well, the Yankees, uh, they're struggling, clearly. Um, again, another doubleheader, that, we, that series, which we split, which happens, seems to be, I think it's happened, we split all eight of our last eight doubleheaders. Um, that first, the first... Uh, First game of that series was an electric win. Um, nice July 4th win, comeback from behind. Chapman, Chapman's been bad. Pete's been swinging it well. Pete with the clutch home run. And then the GOAT of the bench mob, Jose Peraza, with another big hit that day. Ah, 
Josh Hader, dominant, and Jose Peraza touches him up. It's going to be interesting when uh, – I was seeing this on Twitter yesterday. When, um, when uh, J.D. Davis comes back, Mets are going to have a decision to make of who to, who to DFA because um, it's going to be Peraza, McKinney, or Kevin Pillar. Yeah, I mean, I'd say McKinney's kind of uh, burnt out, you know. He's, yeah. he's got to be the on-man route. He, thank God, you know, he had a fucking unbelievable run for us. He got hot. But uh, also, uh, without going on here, thank the fucking Lord Albert Almoro is not on this team anymore. Absolute dog shit of a player. Fucking so happy he's gone. No, he uh, did not think so. Get to verbal disagreements with Jack Axelrod in the stands. Correct. Correct. I, I agree with it's. I agree with. I I do think McKinney should be the one to go, but um. I follow this guy, Jack Ramsey, on Twitter is actually a good follow for any Mets fans. But he was suggesting – he was saying, I know a lot of my followers aren't going to like this, but I think it should be Pilar because um, McKinney's under control through 2025. Pilar's a free agent at the end of the year. But I think Pilar's been through too much this year. He's like – I don't know if he's the heart and soul of the team, but he's definitely – he defines the team a little bit. And obviously, ever since he got hit, I think he's been a little bit of like – a hero figure for the team and the fans and someone that they love to rally around. I agree. Pilar, they got, they got to keep with the team. All right. Well, uh, we talked about some things that are happening for the Mets. We talked about who might come up, who might come down. And that leads us right into the fact that, you know, fuck Kyle Schwarber, Schwarber daddy's injured. Nationals are collapsing. Mets are taken off with the NL East. Let's hand it over to Maps for his thoughts. Cause boy, you're, you're actually out of your mind. It's, I mean, it's <laughs> unfortunate that the, it's a hamstring injury. They said there's been some pro like some progress going on. Like he's always getting on the exercise bike and he can do that. I mean, there's obviously a big difference between just hopping on a bike and actually playing in a, in a game and whatnot. But I mean, we got Escobar from the Royals and he's been great as the leadoff so far, but I mean, everything uh, so far it's, I mean, right now we're on a bit tough of a road trip. You know, we're playing the Padres right now and the giants. And honestly, if we can get out four and three on this road trip, even with, the injury going on, like, I mean, that'd be fine with me. I would not say that the season's completely over. I would say well, it's completely over. We got seven <laughs> games against the Pirates. We're about to go 7-0. and Nationals are about to go 0-7 in their next seven. Day, a fucking home run. You know, the Mets, all, all it, it, it's just unfortunate because I, I always say that DeGrom is abused the most out of any pitcher in the MLB. He can have a bad game, let up two runs. That's it. And then all it takes is Edwin Diaz to come in and then he blows the game and it's the same thing all over again. Fire, get rid of Diaz, do this, do that. And Mets <laughs> it's, all, it's always a blown game. DeGrom does everything he possibly can. Two runs to any other pitcher is amazing that they give up. That's considered a quote-unquote bad game for DeGrom, which is unheard of just giving up two runs. And then it's always a blown. The offense doesn't help you guys out. So if anything, I don't think you're going to win all seven games against the Pirates. I wouldn't be shocked if the Pirates end up even winning this series somehow against you guys. I could you see, watch yourself. I could see. Uh, I hate to say it, but I, I I don't think the Pirates are going to win the series. That would be a disaster. But I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they win two. I will not be no, surprised. I, if they I, win I could. I won't be surprised if it's a four and three, four and three record after the seven. Um, you, they need a – you'd think they should sweep. Like I said, they've, they've split every doubleheader, it seems like. So, you could see a doubleheader split to, on Saturday. Um, that leads into Rojas just punting every second game away. Like, here you go. Fucking take it from us. I don't want to manage this game properly. Just win the second game. I won the first one, and I'm happy. 
well, that dude. I will say, what's his name? Um, who was it last night? Who started last night? The second game? Yeah. The guy from the- I think Stroke was his name. No. no. Let me uh, look this the up. The fact right. is, we don't even know. Um, yeah, we don't even know his name. Robert Stock? Was that it? Stock? Yeah. Stock. Bobby Stock. Robert Stock. He, who be- Benny and I saw him get torched by the Mets against DeGrom earlier in the year, which was a fun game until DeGrom got hurt. And then it was a funeral at City Field. But he actually pitched well enough two, two runs and in four innings, but the bats went quiet. That sixth inning was terrible last night. Um, Boxberger, three walks. I, I like a lot of people are giving him shit for it, but honestly, like more that Nimmo at bat was unreal. You could tell he wasn't even trying to put the ball in play. He just felt like sliced off two fastballs, just trying to foul. I think it was three, just trying to foul it off. And then, of course, pitch out of the zone. He just to backtrack real quick. I think you guys are forgetting that we actually have, if not the best shortstop, one of the best shortstops in the league right now. Trace on your mind maps, huh? <laughs> Turner, I mean, he, I, Schwarber, yeah, sure. I mean, he had the greatest month you could ever imagine. Well, I mean, then there's Otani. Never mind. Well, you like the Grotto Par and Baby Sharks. You're you're fine. It's all about yeah, Baby Sharks. Give us a little clap. Let's hear it. Come on. It's all about the Baby Shark. You have no <laughs> idea. You know, it's, it's actually kind of funny that it's just like, you know, he, he goes to Japan, he comes back, and then he's still got it. Like, it's just, I mean, all day long, you can, I mean, everyone oh, hates it, but when all of a sudden you just hear like, I mean, how can you not get hyped? You just hear him coming up to the bat and everyone's doing the little baby shark laugh. <laughs> if I was an actual fan, I would. Yeah, I'll even skip forward. It's like. <laughs> no, I would, I would get a baby shark. If and I, that's also, DJ Malps. Juan so- that is DJ Malps. That is DJ Malps at his finest right there. But Juan Soto is also getting hot, it seems like, which I think is a good time to transition into a little home run derby all-star weekend preview um so first of all to go into the all-star weekend DeGrom announced yesterday after his start that he would not be going which I think would have been awesome to see him start the all-star game we all probably you know he would have gone I'm sure three up three down a couple strikeouts but I think you know if you're a Mets fan you've, you've seen all this year like he's he's left so many starts with injuries I think it's a smart move um we call that maturity because Harvey's in this game, 2015, same situation. Harvey says, give me the ball. Uh, Harvey. Harvey. Hey, the ground may just have nine pitches in the all-star game. All it takes <laughs> is one pitch and then he could like screw up his arm. Like that's yeah, all it takes. It's crazy. I, it's like interesting. In immaculate inning. The NBA has had this issue with um, players opting out. I don't really, I think with a pitcher, it's different. Like, I feel like that should be allowed to ground. Like, I don't blame him at all. But then, you know, we've seen now the last couple of days, Correa and Altuve have opted out of the All-Star game, which a lot of people like to give give them shit on uh, Twitter for that. Which Why not? Yeah, Fuck them. Rightfully so. To be honest, this is an extremely hot take. But I, I kind of, I don't mind the Astros. I kind of like them. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Why? Because we're not in their 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 league, or you like because, they cheated against the Yankees? Because because not, it's not that they cheated against the Yankees. Well, that's part of the reason. But when the Yankees would play the Astros in the playoffs year after year, before you knew they were cheating, I was always heavily rooting for the Astros. Wanted the Astros to win at all costs. Um, oh, yeah, I mean, and, I remember dancing around my apartment after the uh, Altuve home run. Oh, I was going crazy, <laughs> and. When uh, the, the couple of years before in 2017, when um, McCullers got that last out against the Yankees in game seven, I remember babysitting going crazy. And 
I just loved the Astros every year in the playoffs because they would always play the Yankees and they'd always be the fall of the Yankees. And then the whole cheating scandal came down and it was pretty, you know, that kind of hurt my argument or my, not my fandom of the Astros, but I definitely liked the way they performed in the playoffs. But they like, they handled it terribly, but they were also amazing last year in the shortened season. They're unreal. Also love to bet on them in the playoffs. They came up clutch several times. So I guess I am probably one of five people in the world that aren't Astro fans that have a soft spot for the Astros. Yeah. I mean, them opting out is a little soft. I will say. Yeah. I would say it's a little soft. Don't want to get booed. Accent actions have uh, consequences. Own up to it. You know, Your actions have consequences in the MLB. <laughs> That's true. I mean, you That's still a story for another day. I know we're all preaching to the choir, but yeah, that is definitely a story for another day. We want to keep it moving here. Um, we talked about the all-star game a little bit. We're not going to oh, get we gotta go into our little home run derby odds. I know yeah. you have your pick that you like, so I'll let you go. And Yeah. I mean, Pistol Pete all the way. He wants to win this more than he wanted to win rookie of the year two years ago, whatever it was. He's coming out firing. No one hits nukes like him. He's probably one of the most street, probably one of the stronger guys in this home run derby. He's got a fat ass Salvador Perez in uh, the first round, obviously going to get by him. Might have a little difficulty against Otani, but I doubt it. Um, it I, I'm confident we're going to see 500 plus feet home run out of uh, Alonzo. I'm going to take him, lock it in with MGM Casino plus 500 to win it. Uh, I'm throwing max units on this. So, uh, although obviously I want Pete to win, defend his title, and I think he's got a good shot. The uh, the home run derby stacked this year. I can't remember a year like this, but it is absolutely stacked. Um, I think, uh, I think a, cause he's an unbelievable home run hitter and B he's just not, I mean, it's batting practice. So I don't know if this even matters, but he's just been on fire lately and fun to watch, but Joey Gallo, he's having a mini Schwarber like stretch of his own. So Joey Gallo is my pick at plus four fifty, which um, I saw on DraftKings. Um, I'm not sure what it is elsewhere, but Joey Gallo, I think it'll be fun to watch. There's a little ton of, unreal hitters in this home run derby but joey gallo is my pick if we're counting i'm oh i'm unofficially zero and one last after last week i said take the under underground starts against the braves under under first five which was three and a half which he then proceeded to uh lose in the first inning without uh he got one out and it was by that point it was three one already yeah and then he was dominant another bad degrom start but then he turned in dominant performing 18 retired after that I'm also in one. I had Conforto hitting a home run against Garrett Cole, different lefty. Dom Smith got it on. Brings us right into our next segment, which had Heineman having Dom Smith as his vote last year week. Um, so, you know, Jay Han, maybe you want to apologize. We'll see. Passing it off to you for Golden Woat. So, yep, that that explains it perfectly. Um, that same night when DeGrom started, the I had previously just said that the, that Dom Smith was my vote of the week last week. So I guess I'm over one on that one as well, or not over. Maybe just my votes of the week are a little wake up call. Something <laughs> you need to keep going forward. But I called out Dom said he needs to lose playing time with Nimmo coming back. Nimmo has been unreal, by the way. I love Nimmo. Um, but Dom Smith in the last week, three homers, seven RBIs, batting 375. Um, I, yeah, no, Dom's been great. Dom has been great the last week, and I hopefully he's my go to the week because of that. Also, because he made me look bad, but that's a good thing. Obviously, I want our votes to perform well. So, Dom, go to the week. 
He's been great. Mets need guys to get hot. And right now, uh, a couple of them aren't getting hot. So uh, we'll see about that. But Benny, let's hear your go to the week. And then we'll get into some of the guys that are struggling with our woes. My go to the week is branding, finding Nemo Nimmo. This man over his last seven games and returning from the all-star break, is batting a firm 364 with an on-base percentage of 391. This is all you want out of your leadoff hitter. I don't care if he's hitting for power. I don't care if he's hitting extra bases. I really don't care if he's stealing bases. He's on base practically four out of 10 times. All-star numbers, hasn't played enough. Obviously a small sample size in the last seven, but that's what we really talk about. I'm super proud of him. He has great situational hitting. And, you know, I'm going to bring up one point when he scored. I played who we played. Lindor hit a nice bloop single. And I think Nimmo scored from second, just reading it off the bat well. He knows baseball. He's a fundamental player. Hustles on and off the field. He says all the right things to New York media. Can't complain. On to our votes. Um, so, yeah, just to go off of that, Nimmo, just fun to watch him. He puts together good at-bats and doesn't try and hit the ball out of the park all the time, which is something I think a lot of Mets players do. Um, then with my woe to the week, I think, I don't know about an easy one, but there's a lot of struggling players. And this one, this player is struggling more than any of them. And that's Michael Conforto, who since returning from the IL is five, five for 42. And his first at bat, he had a double. So, um, let's not even count that. <laughs> yeah, so what is that four for his last 41? Yeah. Um, He's been putting together the bat under bat. 100, right? Hitting uh, no, that's four, uh, four for 41. That is under 100. Good math there, Benny. Um, but he, unlike like Nimmo or even Dom, who's starting to get put together. So Pete, Pete too has been great, but Conforto just looks lost. It kind of reminds me a little bit of his start of the year when he could not. When remember when he like got hit hit by the pitch on the, with the elbow and leading. Mm-hmm. he could not hit the ball then. Kind of reminds me of that now. So I guess a uh, Called out Dom last week, calling out Conforto this week. I don't think Conforto should lose playing time, like I said, with Dom. But Conforto has been terrible. So hopefully this gets him going. Um, so, Benny, what do you got for this week? Yeah, I mean, I'll start this off by saying from, I think, the years 18 to 19, the leader in the NLE, NL for batting average was Yelich, and number two was uh, McNeil. So with just that information, you know, anyone that hits for average, they're slap hitter probably, they don't you know, drive the bar that drive the ball that much. Yelich obviously has a little bit pop to him, but you know, watching McNeil since he's come back from the IL, I, I really don't care that he had a walk-off single yesterday made me, you know, it was great that we won the game, but like, he's terrible. And um, watching him now post-injury is I'm going to bring up a little uh, metaphor, you know, space jam when the Looney Tunes suck the powers out of the superstars and just, imagine that in your head i feel like while mcneil got injured the looney tunes sucked the power out of him even took some information out of his brain because he's got very looks like his skills diminish and it looks like he's just not trying to be himself he's not playing within himself he's yeah he's trying to hit the ball out of the park every time uh, he's not what, going gap to gap see that's what i when, when they called up mcneil i think all Mets fans fell in love with him because he just did the little things. He tried to hit the ball the other way. He'd slap with two strikes. He'd slap the ball down the third base line. He would get on, he'd get a hit. And, he, and the first pitch swing, which kind of seems like it's died down a little bit, which I love that of him because it was always just fun to watch. But now he got like, 
he had that little stretch in 20, the end of 2019, uh, where he hit for a ton of power. But he's been a different hitter since then. He just pull, 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 tries to hit homers. It's a different hitter. I think, unfortunately, that's the way the game's going. Um, but we'll see with McNeil. Hopefully, this also wakes him up. You're being your woe to the week. But uh, yeah. Mets offense needs to get going still, but uh, as we said, they're, te- they're as we were saying, they're treading water a little bit. They're ten and thirteen in the last twenty-three, but they got four against the Pirates coming up before the break, and then three coming out, so seven straight. So this should be the time to do it. Yep. All right. I mean, that's all we have for the Mets and for baseball this week. Just a little preview for next week. We have one of my uh, one of my first college friends and one of my good friends. To this day, the ace from Maryland pitching, the uh, the ace from Maryland pitching, pitcher Sean Burke. He will be drafted next week, either Sunday or Monday, definitely in the early rounds. He'll be coming on to our podcast next week, so get excited. We're going to take a little bit of a break from the Mets and focus on him. That uh, Just to let our viewers know, that will probably be posted before next Thursday. We're switching our uh, podcast date, but I want to thank everyone to, to tuned in to this episode of orange, blue, and red all over. And I hope everyone has a good weekend. Let's go Mets.